This week on the FritzCast, I don't even know where we're going to be able to begin. So much has happened in the last week that can be talked about that, unfortunately, a lot of it is just subjects of hate and it's stuff that we don't want to talk about. I mean, I was truly sickened this week by a lot of different things. And it's insanity. So, buckle up. It's time for one of those editions of the FritzCast that I never really wanted to record. This is FritzCast. If you tuned in last week, uh, at some point in that episode, I was ranting about Things that happened, I was, I believe, violence at Donald Trump rallies, and I I went into some spiel where eventually the words I said were, see, this is what makes me hate people. Have you ever heard anybody just say, I hate people, I can't stand them? I kind of regret the fact that I said that last episode, considering recent events that have happened within the last... 48 hours, 72 if you want to stretch it. I'm sure I don't have to go into any details about the Pulse shooting in Orlando. But alas, that's where, we, that's where we're at. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about 50 people murdered, slaughtered, 50 more plus injured. At the hands of one man. One man full of nothing but hatred. I'm currently on the main page of CNN.com. And of course it's it's just filled with this story. There's, there's nothing else to talk about. Other than this story. Let me just read you some of the headlines. Up top, 49 people killed in terror attack on gay nightclub in Orlando. Uh, FBI had interviewed gunmen twice. Uh, killer called 911 to express allegiance to ISIS. Shooting follows ISIS call for attack in U.S. during Ramadan. Gunman's ex, he abused me. I saw, in, I saw his instability. America, the real terror threat is homegrown. Son to mom, I'm going to die. Shootout caught on video. Accountant, dancer, the victims. We've got some difficult days ahead. Timeline, how the shooting unfolded. Muslim leaders, stern words to ISIS. ISIS's brutal war on LGBT people. Survivor, there's no going back. Doesn't matter if Obama says Islamic terrorism... The first things that I actually uh, that I want to say about this is first off I hate people's rush to politicize things. This event happened at 2 a.m. yesterday, Sunday, 2 a.m. in the morning. I know that's redundant to say 2 a.m. in the morning, but regardless, 2 a.m. it started Seemed to be resolved around 5 a.m. And by 7 or 8 a.m., 
there were people flocking to social media, posting about guns, posting about all Muslims, posting about religion in general. There's one thing that sickens me more than the story itself, more than the fact that one man went into this nightclub, this gay nightclub, and killed 49 people and shot about 50 others. That's truly horrendous. That's a lot of people that one person did unspeakable things to. And the underlying cause of this guy's actions, the underlying cause in all reality is is, is him being filled with hatred. I'm wondering how many people read in deeply into the story, and I it, it's sad to say that I've read into it deeply with it not even being a full day later. But just for an example, an article from The Hill, headline, Ex-Coworker, Alleged Orlando Shooter Was Unhinged and Unstable. You scroll down in the story and you can read this, quote, I quit because everything he said was toxic and the company wouldn't do anything. This guy was unhinged and unstable. He talked of killing people. And he goes on further to state that he was very homophobic. A CNN article has even more quotes from him. Quote, he was an angry person, violent in nature, and a bigot to almost every class of person. His ex-wife is quoted saying, quote, In the beginning, he was a normal being that cared about family, loved to joke, loved to have fun. But then a few months after we were married, I saw his instability. I saw that he was bipolar. That he would get mad out of nowhere. That's when I started worrying about my safety. He started abusing me physically, very often, and not allowing me to speak to my family, keeping me hostage from them. My family had to pull me out of his arms and find an emergency flight. I made a police report. End quote. How about his father? He said that he was really puzzled by his son's actions. Quote, In the United States, I gave him the best education possible. We provided for him love and care, the best way, the best possible way a father and a mother can provide. So what had happened, it's really surprised me. His father goes on to state that he believes there was no religious motivation behind his son's actions despite his son's 911 call pledging allegiance to ISIS. He says it wasn't radicalism. Quote, No, he doesn't even have a beard. When someone becomes radical, they grow long beards and wear clothes that you know. Long clothes, and I don't think religion or Islam had nothing to do with this. End quote. Further, further down in this article, his father quoted, again, Quote, A couple, they were touching each other in front of the kids and in front of the public, and that he was surprised by that, referring to two gay men should also be noted that the quotes that I've been reading from his co-worker 
This guy worked for G4S Security. I knew that before anybody else did because my point of contact sent me a message and told me that that was the case. But it's confirmed in the news now. This guy had been interviewed by the FBI twice and was on a watch list for the FBI, yet he worked in a security profession, one of the top security professions in the nation. His father says that he had hatred towards gays, essentially. His ex-wife says that he was unstable. His co-worker said he was full of hate. I have yet to read one positive thing about this guy. From people that knew him, from family that knew him. It's a horrible tragedy. But here we are. Here everybody is. Everybody's taken aside. Everybody has to all out go after the entire Muslim community, a religion of more than a billion people. Which I understand there is a large radical faction of it that is trying to promote terrorism, that is actively carrying out acts of terror. And yes, Islam does need to do more about ISIS. The nations surrounding Syria and where the big crisis is occurring, where these tragedies that brush up here on American soil every now and again happen every single day. But I'm tired of all those surrounding nations looking to every westernized culture asking us what we're going to do about it when it's time for them to do something about it. I don't really want to turn this segment, this bit into it political. I don't. I can't stand people that rush and blame the Second Amendment for this. Because let's face it, there's millions of guns and millions of gun owners that don't go out and cause atrocities all the time. It's always the actions of a few that punish the rights of the many, it would seem. But that's not all that's going on. It's not just everybody rushing to the Second Amendment. To oppose the Second Amendment, rather. There's a group of people ready to condemn everybody who holds a Quran, which isn't right either. I'm sorry, folks. It's not. There's a group of people condemning people for praying about this. There's a group of people... You can go online and says, don't pray for Orlando. St- stand up against the, the hateful religious ideology that caused it. And if you listen to some of these people, they will just argue that religion, period, the end, is the devil. The enemy, as always has been, is hate. So if you're condemning religion as a whole, congratulations, you're part of the problem. If you're coming out and blaming guns and all gun owners and firearms in general, congratulations, you're part of the problem. I condemn hate. Hate gets us nowhere. Hate, in fact, just breeds more hate. Something has got to be done 
to drill it into the heads of, of human beings that life needs to be sacred. Life is sacred. Here's, here's the thing that I never... I can never wrap my head around it. You, you can be as religious as you want. I, I tend to believe in a quote from Steve Jobs. I believe it was in a, a commencement speech back in 2005... Uh, to Stanford, I, I I believe. I could be wrong. Um, but here's the quote, and it's from Goodreads. Quote, No one wants to die. Even people who want to go to heaven don't want to die to get there. And yet death is the destination we all share. No one has ever escaped it. And that is as it should be, because death is very likely the single best invention of life. It is life's change agent. It clears out the old to make way for the new. Right now, the new is you, but someday, not too long from now, you will gradually become the old and be cleared away. Sorry to be so dramatic, but it's quite true. Your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the result of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most important... Have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. Everything else is secondary. End quote. Hell, there's lots of stuff that I that I believe and hope for, but the fact of the matter is, I'm a mere man. I know nothing. I can hope and believe and pray and I can do all those things. Well, the best thing I can do is respect life. It's the best that everybody can do, is respect the sanctity and sacredness of somebody's life. We grieve the brutal murder, a horrific massacre of dozens of innocent people. We pray for their families who are grasping for answers with broken hearts. We stand with the people of Orlando who have endured a terrible attack on their city. Although it's still early in the investigation, we know enough to say that this was an act of terror and an act of hate. And as Americans, we are united in grief, in outrage, and in resolve to defend our people. I just finished a meeting with FBI Director Comey and my Homeland Security and National Security Advisors the FBI is on the scene and leading the investigation in partnership with local law enforcement. I've directed that the full resources of the federal government be made available for this investigation. President Obama, who many would say won't call this an act of terror, actually called it an act of terror in his press conference. I'll just point that out. He might have not said the word radical Islamic terrorism, but he said terror. So let's not lie about things. I'll also share with you Gary Johnson, Libertarian presidential candidate's quote on this issue. Quote, In this immediate aftermath of what is clearly a tragic and despicable attack, our thoughts must be with the victims. Regardless of what the motivation is ultimately found to be, this violence against innocent people simply going about their lives is both cowardly and infuriating. We must allow the authorities to do their jobs, understand how this attack came about, and then respond accordingly. 
It is not a time to either politicize or jump to conclusions. End quote. That's what I'm talking about. I'm sick of politicizing something before the blood is even dried. There was still bodies in that building when people rushed to Facebook and rushed to Twitter to talk their heart out about whatever political cause they wanted to. Where was the focus on on the actual victims themselves? There wasn't. There was just, oh, something's got to be done about the guns. Or, oh, something's got to be done about the Muslims. How about the victims? Edward Sotomayor Jr., 34 years old. Stanley Amodovar III, 23 years old. Luis Omar Ocasio Capo, 20 years old. Luis S. Vielma, 22 years old. Juan Ramon Guerrero, 22 years old. Eric Ivan Ortiz Rivera, 36 years old. Peter O. Gonzalez Cruz, 22 years old. Kimberly Morris, 37 years old. Eddie Justice, 30 years old. Enrique Rios, 25 years old. Daryl Ramon Burt, 29. Dianca Deirdre Drayton, 32. Alejandro Martinez, 21. Anthony Lorendilsa, 25. Jean Carlos Mendez Perez, 35. Frankie Jimmy De Jesus Velasquez, 50. Amanda Alvear, 25. Martin Torres, 33. Louise Daniel Wilson Leon, 37. Mercedes Marisol Flores, 26. Xavier Emmanuel Serrano Rosado, 35. Gilbert Ramon Silva Mendez, 25. That's the list of names that CNN has so far. There's still more. You'll notice most of them were 20-somethings. I'm 27 years old, and I can't imagine what it would be like to be in a club to be in a nightclub, to be in a movie theater, to be in a bar, to be anywhere, having shots fired at me for no apparent reason. All that on the heels of, what was the girl's name, Christina Grimmie, the the voice star that was gunned down by some madman in Florida as well. What are we coming to? What are we coming to? I need to switch focus. I need to switch focus onto something that might just, well, it doesn't piss me off more, but it it still pisses me off. How about uh, how about giant douchebag Brock Turner? I'm sure you heard of that too, right? Brock Turner, 20 years old, convicted in March to the intent to commit a rape of an intoxicated-slash-unconscious person, penetration of an intoxicated person, and penetration of an unconscious person. Prosecutors had asked that Turner be sentenced to six years in prison for the January 2015 assault, but Santa Clara County Superior Court Judge Aaron Persky said Turner's age and lack of criminal history made a six-month jail sentence with probation more appropriate. What? 
So, a 20-year-old dumbass of a boy decides that he he thought it would be okay to fool around with an intoxicated and unconscious girl. Rape her. Rape her. That's what Brock Turner did. He raped a girl, and the justice system gave him the the the, the court or the, the the judge specifically gave him six months in jail. That's probably going to be downed to like three months in jail and probation. Are you kidding me? The judge quoted saying, quote, a prison sentence would have a severe impact on him. I think he will not be a danger to others. End quote. Pretty sure he was a danger to others. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. But here's the rant that I do want to go into because everybody's saying, everybody, everybody says this when somebody goes, Somebody gets sentenced to jail, whether it's a a good long amount of time, or in this case, the amount of time does not match the crime, and (laughs) ridiculous quotes from like his father, Brock Turner's father, saying, "I don't think his, uh, I don't think he should be sentenced for twenty minutes of action." Who the hell are you? If I'm the father of the victim, if I'm the father of the daughter, you're lucky I didn't grab your son by the neck and just wring him dry. There I go on about hating people. You shouldn't hate people, but, you know. Anyway, so, the uh, the, the thing that happens is that, oh, well, Brock gets six months in jail. And everybody flocks to Twitter and Facebook and says, well, I hope he gets his cookies taken in prison. Get ready for the butt hurt. And not his butt hurt, your butt hurt. I work in a prison. You know what my job is in prison? You know what my job is? Is to make sure that these guys don't do anything to each other. You see, society is lovey-dovey now. You know what's going to happen to Brock Turner in prison, most likely? Nothing. Not a goddamn thing. That's what happens in prison now. You commit a crime, heinous or otherwise, you go to prison where, guess what? You get to breathe, you get phone calls, you get TV, you get a cell, you get your family to put money on your books so you can get commissary, junk food, sodas, whatever. You come out of your cell and you wreck most of the day. No, folks. Nothing happens to Brock Turner. and He's such a high-profile case that I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't put in administrative segregation Because it would be too much of a hassle for us to put him in a general population housing unit. Because people might want to try to kill him. People don't understand prison. You people people talking about it have never toured a prison. You've never worked in a prison. And you don't know somebody that works in a prison. Because if you did, you you wouldn't care what he got lengthwise. You'd just say, oh, it's not justice. And it's not justice. His sentence isn't justice, but guess what? Him, all we're doing is making him sit in a prison. That's, that's all we're doing. We're making him sit behind four walls. The only, the only thing that you pay for a crime nowadays is time. That's it. You pay in time. 
You get free health care while you're there. You're taken care of and you get fed every day. You get fresh clothes. You don't have to do your laundry. Yeah, are there problems in prison? Sure, but from what I've seen, most people are just acclimated to it. It's just it's nothing to them. What do you do to somebody when their attitude is they come back to prison after you haven't seen them for a couple months and they say, ah, oh, it's nothing. I just violated uh, my probation. They just say it matter-of-factly. Oh, no, nah, it's nothing. I just violated I just violated probation. It's nothing. I'll be out in like a month. I'll be fine. Just serve this time and roll. Do my 90 days and I'm I'm good. That's the attitudes that are in prison. I mean, that wouldn't be his attitude. His attitude would be, oh my God, I'm locked up. I can't believe I'm locked up. All I did was have sex with an unconscious girl. I didn't hurt anybody. That's the type of... He obviously comes from that type of family. Rape is rape. I'm pretty sure it boils down to this. You and a girl are in a room. You ask if she'd like to have sex. And if she says no, that means no. And if she isn't conscious, if she isn't conscious to say no, that doesn't make it a yes. That's like saying I come into your house. Okay. You invite me into your house. I see money lying in a drawer that I just so happen to open. All right, it's in your bedroom. It's it's some. I open a drawer. There's cash in there, and I just take the cash. I didn't ask you about it. I just took the cash. I just took the money. Is that all right? No, it's not all right. And I know that's that's a pretty pathetic comparison to compare to uh, rape, but I'm just I I don't understand. Everybody's seen the 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 T cartoon explaining. Sex and consensual sex, right? Like, it's the same... It's in the same vein, I think. I think my thing's in the same vein. I I don't know. I'm not creative like that, all right? Shut up. Don't judge me. All right? I'm trying to wrap my brain around anybody who would defend the kid, which, so far, I haven't seen anybody that would defend the kid other than this judge and his father. And maybe his mother. I think there was some story about... I'm not going to dive into a story about his mother crying. My baby, my baby. Your baby raped somebody else's baby. Sorry. I think... I, I think... You lose. Just saying. So, case in point, Brock Turner is a giant douchebag. Spread the word that Brock Turner is a rapist. USA Swimming has banned him for life. That's such a harsh punishment. He'll never be able to get over that. After serving his six months in prison and then finishes his probation. He'll never be able to swim for the USA again. How sad. Not harsh enough, folks. And just for everybody out there saying, Oh, I can't wait till he gets his in prison. Just remember, there's a whole workforce of us people that have to deal with these scumbags. And make sure that they don't do anything to each other. So when you say, Oh, prison justice is going to happen. No. It's not. I, I'm against that idea going around. I'm against people saying that because you do it for some satisfaction in your head that uh, karma is going to hit them. And it's just, it's not. It's not, sorry, it's not, this is PC America. That doesn't happen. It's not allowed to happen. If it happens on my watch and I let it happen, that's my ass getting fired. 
or my ass getting charged. So you, I guess you can't win, is what I'm getting at. You know who else can't win? Bernie Sanders. Can't win. Looks like Bernie Sanders is throwing in the towel. He said he was going to take the fight all the way to the convention. I'm not so sure of that anymore because uh, increasingly as it's gone from the last week after the Super Tuesday, after Clinton won um, California, it's been steady. It's been a steady decline for Sanders. Uh, meeting, it was uh, first off she won the primary. Then he had a meeting with President Obama. Directly following his meeting with President Obama, Obama's endorsement of Hillary Clinton came out. Then Joe Biden. Then Elizabeth Warren even gave her endorsement uh, to Hillary Clinton, which seemed, I believe the Elizabeth Warren move was the final nail in the Bernie Sanders campaign coffin. Because she was the only one I I figured that Bernie fans would, would love and follow. And now I'm starting to think, like, immediately after she gave her endorsement, I know it's not all Bernie Sanders fans. I know it's not. But a very vocal fraction, I don't know what the fraction of it is, but a very vocal fraction of the uh, Bernie Sanders and the Feel the Burn movement flocked to social media and Facebook and Twitter and ripped her a new one. And I mean ripped. I'm talking about these people who must have had their hearts like sucked out of their chests when she said that Hillary Clinton was a fighter. A fighter and a winner and people that people that should get behind her. Um, so I understand that you intend to endorse Hillary Clinton tonight. I'd like, like to hear it. Yeah, I'm ready. I am ready to get in this fight and work my heart out for Hillary Clinton to become the next president of the United States and to make sure that Donald Trump never gets any place close to the White House. Why- Sell out! Way to take your legacy and flush it down the toilet! It's what the Bernie fans would say, but <laughs> there's also an article. Hold on. Where is it? Oh, I had it. I, ha- I need to get more professionals what I need to do. Oh, yeah, here it is, from The Hill. Warren, quote, I'd be ready to serve as president. Elizabeth Warren, who is seen as the top pre- potential VP pick. I gotta, I, I can't not dive into it now. I, 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 I'm, I'm there. I'm there. So that article states that Clinton said Thursday that Warren is, quote, eminently qualified for any role as she weighs running mate heading into the general election. What did I predict? What did I say was going to happen? Maybe it still happens. Who knows? Stay tuned and find out. But if you don't think it's still over for Bernie Sanders, listen to the man himself. Uh, I spoke briefly to Secretary Clinton on Tuesday night, uh, and I congratulated her on her very strong campaign. I look forward to meeting with her in the near future to see how we can work together to defeat Donald Trump, and to create a government which represents all of us and not just the 1%. Thank you very much. Sounds like the musings of an old man who is beaten, downtrodden, but still doesn't want to give up. I'll give Bernie Sanders resiliency. He has points for resiliency. 
But if you're a Bernie Sanders fan and you feel, I don't know, disaffected, disenfranchised, upset, uh, you feel lost, don't worry. Apparently, Donald Trump's got your back. To those who voted for someone else in either party, I'll work hard to earn your support. And I will work very hard to earn that support. To all of those Bernie Sanders voters who have been left out in the cold by a rigged system of superdelegates, we welcome you with open arms. Huh. I was pretty sure that uh, the socialism of Bernie Sanders and the political affluence of Donald Trump were two very different things, but... I guess it's just Donald Trump doing what he needs to do to get votes, right? I guess it's okay from the Donald Trump fans that he would appeal to Bernie Sanders fans even though they are vehemently against some of the things, a lot of the things that Bernie Sanders fans are for. But what do I know? I'm just a guy behind a microphone having too much fun. So that's going to be it for the Fritzcast this week. You all are awesome. Remember that. I love all of you whether you agree with me whether you think i'm a big asshole or whether you think i'm annoying as hell i love you pass this along tell your friends to listen catch up if you haven't caught up spread the word of the fritz cast to all the land we'll be back next week with even more to talk about just remember life is sacred love needs to reign and hate needs to die Unfortunately, there's no simple answer for how that's going to come because banning guns and banning Muslims isn't going to solve either of those problems. Keep that in mind. Thanks for listening. Like, share, and I'll see you all next week.